Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. We are back for episode 50. Wow, so exciting. I am talking today with Eva Ryda, and she is a women's pleasure coach. She's so much more than that. but we really dig into this topic of pleasure and allowing pleasure and joy in our lives and how it affects our daily lives. We talk a lot about how if if we don't have a pleasure practice, we don't know how to allow pleasure into our bodies, into our daily lives, how in the world are we expected to feel pleasure in the bedroom? It doesn't just turn on for us. And if you're a woman you know this. Women are like ovens and men tend to be more like microwaves. And it is not an easy thing to really tap into our pleasure. And honestly, men struggle with tapping into their pleasure as well. They just don't realize it because their bodies respond in a different way. But honestly, getting your whole body involved in your pleasure is a game changer. And allowing excitement and joy and happiness to not be outsourced, to be the creator of that in your own life is a gift that you can give yourself and it can impact all areas of your life. So today we really dig into that and we discuss this need for pleasure in our lives and how society has really shamed us into feeling guilty about experiencing pleasure or joy or excitement and taking time for ourselves. We just have been taught to just put our heads down and grind, sacrifice, and keep moving forward. So we're going to talk about that today. I hope you enjoy it and get so much out of it. I just thought, what a great conversation. So when we come back, we're going to get right into that conversation. Enjoy. I'll see you soon. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? 
Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free from Monogamy 8-week program. In this 8-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. Why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo. And how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I've always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. Well, many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? This program is for you. Please go visit offers.kareenbedard.com to go take the free Is Monogamy Right for Me quiz and to enroll in the new Breaking Free from Monogamy eight-week program. That's offers.k-a-r-i-n-e-b-e-d-a-r-d.com. Well, welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. Today, my guest is Eva Ryda, and I'm so happy to have her here. She is a women's pleasure coach. So today, we are talking all about pleasure and how it affects our daily life. And I bet a lot of you have not put that together, that pleasure is way more than just in the bedroom if we want to really, truly enjoy pleasure in the bedroom. So, Eva... Welcome to the show, and please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so uh, pleased to be here, and I'm very, very excited. And yeah, so my name is Eva. I'm a pleasure coach for women and also female burnout coach, and I support women in the topic of how to move away from a pressure-based lifestyle, performance-based lifestyle to really allow more pleasure and joy in and outside the bedroom. 
And also I'm working with a method called Theta Healing, which works with the subconscious mind. So I'm supporting women on all levels, on the embodiment level, obviously with the juicy practices and on the subconscious level, like the belief system, the patterns, releasing the shame, releasing the guilt when it comes to not only sex, but also really allowing to relax, right? So there's a lot of things that we kind of took over from society. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about uh, unwiring that stuff and help women to be alive in their bodies. 100%. Yes, we are speaking the same language here. I am all about um, rewiring the brain and unprogramming from the societal programming that we have. And I call it the mono mindset. And the mono mindset is not just monogamy, but it's everything that plays into the need for monogamy. like. Our partner has to be the one to fulfill us or one person, you know, should fulfill us forever. Um, We forget in that that we need to fulfill ourselves. That is such a foreign concept. And I think that for so long that was seen as selfish, right? But pleasure and pleasuring ourselves and finding pleasure in the daily life Um, is something we just haven't been taught. There's a few of us who find the little joys in life and and get excited about little things. But for the most part, people are just like, you just got to suck it up and grind and, and just make it through the day and be responsible and adult and do all these things. And we forget that we have one life to live. And if we're not thinking about our pleasure like what joy is there in life so let's exactly 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 and I totally agree and I also what you say with this mono lifestyle right I mean we kind of go into we outsource everything on the outside right like we outsource our happiness when I have the one then I will be happy yeah because and I mean, we are being taught that bullshit as well, exactly. right? We like, we like you have, we have to find your other half. Like you're not a half. Let's start with that. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to find another half because you are not a half. You find another person that you enjoy life with, right? Yeah. Or maybe you find more people to enjoy life with, uh, but you are complete. And this is basically the thing. And also when it comes to pleasure and sexuality, when I hear women saying, I don't have sex because I have a partner. For me, it's the same thing as if they would be saying, I don't eat because I don't have a partner. Like, why? Like, why? Like, really, we don't. When it comes to sexuality, I think it lacks the understanding that it is more than the penetrative partner sex, right? Mm -hmm. Sexuality is so much more. And also, like, especially when it comes to women, understanding what brings us pleasure, what, like, what our bodies desire, obviously, then also the partner sex is so much more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I, it's funny because I, I tell my kids this too sometimes. I'm like, if you don't know your body, how are you going to tell someone else what you like? And I mean, as a woman who is a straight, woman i my partners are are men in the bedroom and so if a man is supposed to try to figure out 
how to pleasure me and doesn't have those parts. Like, how is that supposed to work? And then, of course, then we don't feel loved enough or that we're not beautiful enough or something's wrong with us if they can't pleasure us or something's wrong with them. But really, if we know ourselves and we take responsibility for our own pleasure, our own orgasm, our own joy in that moment, we release other people to also be in the moment with us and not feel responsible for it. And then it's easy to communicate something that you enjoy because you're not disappointed in them. You're not frustrated in them. Like you're just like, hey, let me share this cool thing that my body does if you do this. (laughs) Right? Exactly. If you touch me this way, watch what kind of magic will happen. And I know this because I have experienced it with myself and I know sort of what my body can do and what it likes. And I find that uh, men are so happy to have that information uh, because they want to please. But a lot of times they've just been sort of put like made to feel pressure like this is on them, you know, and a lot of men just spout, you know, all their great successes because they feel like they have to do that. But (laughs) they don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, and also, I mean, also they are not also not greatly educated on that. And then women faking their orgasm right. or not expressing if it's nice or not, it's also not helpful. And then when a man says, like, well, it worked with my ex-girlfriend, yes, maybe she liked it. Maybe she was faking it. But even if she like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that I like it, right? Exactly. And even I may have liked it a month ago, I may not like it today, you know? I right. mean, also this changing, right? Also, also our body with being cyclic uh, creature, right? we also like check in, like one day I want to eat pasta, but three days later I eat pasta. The same thing, right? We have these kind of things in every other area in our life. But when it comes to sex, all of a sudden we are like, oh, but we are supposed to know that. Our partner is supposed to know that. Um, Why? Like, why? Why are we outsourcing this so much? I know. I love how you say outsourcing because that's exactly it, right? We outsource so much of our happiness of our life to others. And I I just think that's such a great visual um, because we wouldn't outsource other things that are important to us, you know, and yet we do with this and and we think it's normal and we think that that is the way that it should be. And we wonder why we're disappointed or we're not happy or it's like we're always waiting, always waiting for something to happen in order to be able to enjoy something. And that's so, that's so defeating, I feel like, you know, it's like if I have to wait for something all the time, like, let's just enjoy the now. And be present exactly, in the exactly. now. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, it has such an impact in everything, right? I mean, and I mean, that's originally what we also said, like this, how it has an impact on your daily life. Because obviously, when you when you have like a very stressful lifestyle, right? When you're running from A to B and you have like all the stuff to do and constantly performing and doing and pressure, how all of a sudden you're supposed to be that sensual sex goddess i mean the definition of a sex goddess for you is also how to perform right maybe you watch some porn or something and you're like oh but she is like always perfect and 
screaming and whatever, right? So mm-hmm. the ideal, the ideal version is also very, uh, like, well, kind of uh, weird. And at the same time, how all of a sudden should you relax all of a sudden if you never relax in any other area? Well, we wonder why so many women aren't interested in sex. And it's because we have to tap into sort of our sensual side. We have to tap into our pleasure, into our bodies in order to in, to even get turned on. And I think that's why our, like to think you said we're cyclical, our cycles affect our pleasure hugely. Like I know in the first two weeks of my cycle, like I actually might be turned on without necessarily thinking about sex. Um, I have a much higher chance of being turned on at the thought of sex. But after I ovulate and that second part, I, I rarely can come. It doesn't, I don't orgasm very much. And knowing that means that I can say, oh, it's not going to happen today. And that has nothing to do with you or me. It's just my body won't won't usually come at this time of, of the month. It can, but again, there's no pressure and it's just understanding how your body works. But kind of getting back to the understanding how to relax. Like if you can't get into your body, you can't allow it to turn on, right? Like, And that's so important in everyday life. You're not going to be turned on if you don't know how to relax. And, and we have been taught that this is a hustle culture and that you've got to do all the things, be the best mom, be, I don't know, like super moms. I'm thinking you got to work full time. You got to do this. You got to contribute. You got to be there for your kids and be emotionally stable. Oh, and raise emotionally, you know, stable and intelligent, emotionally intelligent children who don't have trauma and this and that. Like, I mean, we are just putting so much pressure on ourselves. How in the world do we experience pleasure in our daily lives? Let's talk about it. Exactly, exactly. And I think it already starts with this topic, like how all of a sudden am I supposed to be in my body when since I am a child as a woman, I'm conditioned that something is wrong with my body, right? I Mm. mean, when we look into culture, there's like, there are so many ideal versions how we be supposed to look like right like Mm -hmm. we are supposed to be skinny we are like then kim kardashian came in and all of a sudden we are supposed to be curvy right i mean all these trends on how our body is supposed to be and many things are actually like many things like the way to eat and everything all of that has been tested on male bodies right Right. Uh, like medicine like all of that is still kind of educated on male male bodies and then we get our period we are not really educated like I mean what you shared the knowledge of the cycle I mean I work with so many women they have never heard about about that before and they are like in their 40s 50s even so we are not educated on that we get like our periods and maybe we get like like the tampon or something and like okay good luck and then we go to the doctors and we get the pill right so that's you know like so that's how we are kind of educated around our bodies and all of a sudden we're like oh be just be in your body and feel what your body wants while 
like everything that we do with our body, the way we're supposed to eat, the way we are supposed to move, everything is kind of conditioned. Mm -hmm. And especially as women, we are constantly being taught that something is wrong with us. We are not beautiful enough. We are not skinny enough. We are not curvy enough. We are not blonde enough. We are not brunette enough, right? There's like, uh, I think I kind of said it once. Um, if if all of a sudden tomorrow each woman would wake up around the world and say, I love myself the way I am, I think over 50% of the world economy would kind of break down, like fashion, makeup, nutrition, all this fitness, like all this, all these industries, there would be a lot of work, right? Oh my gosh, can Only you imagine? Fact, yeah. Wow. No, I mean, when you really think about that, it's like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not one to get manicures and this and that. I wear makeup. Um, I was a makeup artist, but I I hardly wear very much anymore. I just, I don't do much with my hair. I don't spend much on hair products. And I used to a lot more. And it's like, it really would impact economy so much if women didn't feel like they had to be a certain way or look a certain way. I feel like we've been sold such a lie. Uh, some of my clients, you know, have said, well, if I don't, if I don't look like this, then what man is going to want me? And I'm like, what, 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 how, how I like how can you even think that but I guess that's the message we're getting um but like for me what's attractive is what's inside and like the energy that you put out and your energy is great when you do love who you are and you're content with who you are and when you see yourself as a whole person not needing someone to fulfill you but when you feel content with who you are and that you allow other people to also fulfill you, that's different, right? Like allowing yourself to receive love and care is different than being desperate for it, for your survival. Totally, totally. And I think also, you know, like, I mean, none of these things are wrong, right? I mean, mm. there's nothing wrong to get a manicure, no. to get your hair done, all these lashes and whatever, or exercising. But if you do it because you hate yourself, yeah. or if you do it because you love yourself, that's something very, very different. Like, I mean, if you're overweight and you want to get fit, God, please, like, do the exercises, but do them, do them because you have the desire of right. getting fit again and being happy healthy and you know playing with your kids and not because you bought the, another in six weeks to a bikini body uh, extreme yeah. diet you know that's yeah. a very different energy because so, it will please um, someone else yeah right? and it will like, kind of and also like you know like it's not only it will please some, for somebody else you also do something that is not healthy and not sustainable for your body mm -hmm. if you kind of go into this extreme diet of six weeks like no carbs, no nothing, and you eat like basically all these artificial shakes. Um, how much joy do you really have in your life? <laughs> like, how much do you enjoy eating, drinking that fucking shake? Like, let's be honest, right? right. Um, and you, well, this is the, you yeah, this is the concept in my program, right? Because that was based off of um. Uh, freedom from sugar addiction program that I did with Charlotte Harris and um, the same concepts apply. And, and in that she, she's like, 
dieting doesn't work because um, when we forbid something, we naturally want what's forbidden, right? So in in my pro in her program, it was like there are no forbidden foods. And like when you don't feel like you have to restrict yourself or deprive yourself of something, you feel better about your choices because they're your choices. They're not, you're not doing them because you have to deprive yourself like you're missing out on something. And so the same concept applies in my, my program where it's like there's no forbidden thoughts, desires, or emotions. And you don't have to um, deprive yourself of, of things in your relationship. You get to just keep things the way they are and let things naturally unfold as you recognize what you desire and what feels good to you and what your body wants and what your heart desires and needs and then figure out your non-negotiable needs and start to learn to speak up for yourself without shame and guilt and discovering about you at such a deep level. And that's where it all begins, I think, because, um, when you sort of take care of who you are, things just kind of naturally unfold. And it's in such a beautiful way because it's it's not about deprivation, right? Exactly, exactly. And you also start, like, as you say, like, it's, it's really you start also putting yourself first again. Mm -hmm. You And you also don't think that something else is somebody else's responsibility. Because when we really think about that, thinking somebody else can fix something for you. In what kind of position are you? You are in a victim role in that situation, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, this is very common in the whole feminine um, work. Um, you really, it, this is, has nothing to do with female empowerment. Like you want to be empowered because you understand that you have the power and not like overpowering. Like obviously right. you want to call in your partner because you're equivalent to him and you want, like you choose that partner mm -hmm. uh, because you desire his presence, her presence, whatever gender the partner is, right? Mm -hmm. But you're making that choice out of a desire and not out of a neediness, right? Yeah. Because also on the other side, like I mean we all have been there right like um, also on the other side like it's not fun to be also the partner of somebody needing you constantly no. right like I mean it's also and, not fun and there's there's a like let's let's also just I, I want to note that there's nothing wrong with having needs because we all have needs and it's learning to recognize like what needs are our responsibility and what needs are we allowing ourselves to be met by other people? And I think it's about allowing rather than like requiring someone else yes. to fill our needs. And I think that's where it changes. And I and and I think it's because like for so many of us as women, like it, I was I was very fundamentalist evangelical Christian. And like my upbringing said that I need a man basically to take care of me and to look out for me. And so I automatically saw myself almost as a victim. Like if I didn't have that, then how was I going to be taken care of? And so when you get that man, then you impose all kinds of um, expectations on him because he has to fulfill those things. That's his role. And my role was to be submissive and to basically give up things that I wanted because of, of being submissive to my man and allowing 
him to make the decisions and all that kind of stuff. And so what I realize now is like how much of my own sense of worthiness, fulfillment that I gave over to him and the extreme amount of pressure that put on him to fulfill something that he actually didn't need to fulfill. Like I had the power in me to fulfill those things and to partner in a completely different way. But I was basically taught to like give all that up. Mm -hmm. Like I made a conscious choice to be, I'm going to say negligent of myself. Mm -hmm. I made that conscious choice because that's what I thought was the more honorable, holy way to be. And, and that's so disempowering. And I, I didn't even realize how codependent I became and no wonder I was so resentful, you know, like I gave up all the things that I enjoyed and then he wasn't giving that back to me. He didn't know that that's what he was supposed to do. You know, like he was just trying to survive and do all the things that he was required to do as a man. And, you know, it's just, it's so interesting how toxic those mentalities can be without realizing it's so subconscious. Totally. And, you know, it can also be in the other way, right? Because, I mean, then the whole other extreme movement kicks in and like, oh, I don't need him. Oh, I don't need a partner. That's the other extreme. And I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Because, I mean... Obviously, we want to have that beautiful dance of surrendering, like yes. sometimes being more, like being more, the, like allowing him to provide and, you know, like, but, you know, it's like when we do it out of our true essence is something mm-hmm. very, very different than out of conditioning, either the extreme mm-hmm. conditioning, I have to be totally submissive or I'm totally in my full power and I don't need a man. And, you know, like this, because this goes like very polar opposite. And I think really going into that state, and I mean, also talking about sexuality then, right? I mean, also this pressure, like he is supposed to know what to do. And I am lying, like, you know, also this idea, like I just lay down and he does whatever he does for his pleasure. And he's supposed to know what my body wants. Yeah, and then you know, like feeling resentful because he didn't please you, right? So like, yeah. no, <laughs> why? I know it. It is so. Well, I don't think we even have a concept, most of us, of how far-reaching this is. You know, like yeah. how much these tentacles just reach into all areas of our life. You know, from uh, from our interpersonal relationships with others to our our romantic relationships with our spouses, if we have them or our partners to the relationships we have with our kids, to our relationship with food, to our relationship, to our body and sexuality. Like it, it just infiltrates all of those areas. And until we are aware, Mm -hmm. we can't change anything. And um, so much is just being aware, not shaming ourselves because it's not it's not your fault that you've been conditioned that way. It's not your fault. You have learned a certain way of being and you're frustrated that it's not working. We're all frustrated that it's not working. I'm doing all the things. I'm following all the rules. Why am I not happy or why is this not working for me? There must be something wrong with me. Yes. Yes, totally. But that's not true. It's 
you know, how do you control a society? You mm-hmm. take away their their power and and you educate them in a certain way. I came across this um, Instagram reel this week, and it was about like the history of education in the U.S. And there was a whole bunch of quotes, and I can't remember them all. But the gist is that we need to put kids in a classroom to basically brainwash them from thinking for themselves. We need to keep Mm -hmm. everybody on the same level and standardize everything to prevent, you know, people from basically like breaking the system, you know, and, and excelling in, in a way that, that wouldn't be conformity. And so, I mean, it's just mind blowing but you think about it and it's like school has not changed mm-hmm. with our society. It hasn't adjusted to like our our more awareness of our bodies, of our trauma responses and things like that. No, we just put kids in a classroom and then we put them on meds if they can't sit still. And we shame the ones who who are creative and don't learn like the rest. And we've made the standard someone who has a lot of executive function. So someone without someone that has ADHD like myself does not fit that norm. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm broken from a young age. I'm broken in a classroom. And Mm -hmm. all our potential is is, again, outsourced to what we're being told fits. So, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. sorry. And I think also HDHD, I was actually, it's funny that you bring it up now, um, because I was actually talking uh, this morning with a friend about that. And I'm like, I don't believe in HDHD. I am aware that I am a highly creative uh, being, obviously, with having, you know, sexual energy activated. I know for fact, and I always knew that, that I work better when I have a couple of things going on. Nothing kills me inside so much than working on one thing and then starting the next thing. And I mean, it depends, you know, like not everybody's like that. But I think only this awareness, and I know that for myself, like many times, and this is where the bore out or the burnout kicks in, mm. we are so uh, conditioned to like, you know, you do one thing and then you do the next thing and you focus on one thing. And then, you know, like, but it's not how we are designed. Sometimes, Kill me now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and also, I think it's very interesting because I was posting a couple of days ago because um, I, um, what you said with the society, I want to just, um, I want to read it to you because actually, because I'm doing retreats in Egypt and Egypt obviously was very, um kind of known for, you know, like very connected with the feminine energy, with the divine mm-hmm. masculine energy and sexuality was a very different uh, well, understanding in the ancient uh, civilization. And while I was preparing something, I actually posted a couple of days ago something and I want to read it to you because it's so interesting. It's so in alignment with what you said. Perfect. Disconnecting women from their love to their body is the biggest crime to humans, to humanity, Because when a woman is disconnected from her body, she's also disconnected from her sexual energy and her life force itself. She will seek on the outside to fill the void. And yet the answer is within. Mm. And And also. Well, and I'm just to continue with that real quick is that like, let's just shame 
like religion in society. Let's shame sexuality right now. Let's kill that in everybody, in women. Make that a sin so that we lose like the edge. Uh, people lose their edge of who they yeah, are. Yeah, and also, and also like because you disempower the women, you put them into the role of the mother, like this constant overgiving yeah. creature. Because like and this is this is also very interesting because everybody like I talk to and I mean I work with a lot of women obviously <laughs> so I'm hearing like yeah but mother and the mother energy and I'm like this is not feminine energy ladies mm-hmm. like no shame of being a mother don't get me wrong but this constant mothering is a masculine energy this is nothing it's not a feminine energy and obviously of course when you are a mother please take care of your child that's <laughs> not what i'm saying but this overgiving this overcaring and being like constantly available because i mean we multiply that on all other areas right on the partners on the clients on everything and this is not a healthy female energy and this is the result of disconnecting women from their sexuality, putting them into that kind of role. And it has an impact, of course, of the whole dynamics of humanity. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, how many mothers just feel guilt if, if they even want to enjoy pleasure? Like, oh, I don't have time for that. That's an extra. That's a bonus. Like sex sex is is... Is something you do if you have time or if you don't have responsibilities. And the responsible ones don't spend their time thinking about sex, you know? And what I see is like the the women who go to the club with me are so like beautifully empowered. We love who we are in our bodies. We show up just like just like goddesses, right? It's like, yeah. And and the the men are so like sweet and kind that I'm around because it's like we all respect each other's uh, rightful energy, I'm going to say, right? Like it's like this really beautiful, balanced ecosystem at the sex club. And people are like, what? How would that be? It's just like a heathen. I'm like, no, like the dance floor there is like full of people who have life and joy and energy in a way that you never see at other clubs. It's just, it's so free and beautiful. And all of us who are mothers absolutely love our job of being a mother. And that's not our only role. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice to have that break. It's like, it's such a balance. So I love being a mother. I have three kids. My oldest are 21, 19, and my youngest is 17. My girls don't live at home anymore. They're responsible. They're sex positive. They make great decisions for their own lives. I don't have to worry about money for them. They've helped. They've paid for schooling. They have full-time jobs. Like They are, and I didn't micromanage them because I was taking care of me too, you know, especially for the past 10, 11 years, as I became sex positive, I was like, hold on here. Life does not just revolve around me being a submissive wife and being a mom. Like I am me as well. And I have this sexual energy inside that I should never have been shamed ever because it gives me life and power and energy to be all the things in, in so much more 
authenticity and beauty. And, and my kids have been able to see that, see sort of the reality of me, like my downtimes, they see that because it's real. They see when I'm up and I, and I have good energy. I'm not pretending around them. And they know that pleasure is not off limits and they're allowed to seek it too without shame. And so they fit that into their lives without shame. And I feel like they have learned to balance out the pleasure and the busyness, you know, the adulting and they're adulting quite well. I'm so proud of them (laughs) because they haven't been robbed of pleasure in life. I think, I think that plays a big part. Of course, of course, because I mean, obviously, there is doing, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Uh, But it needs to be in harmony. I don't even say balance, because I think even with balance, we sometimes go into like, it needs to be always 50-50. Right. Not true. Right. Uh, Because I mean, in winter, you cannot force summer inside, right? That's that's the, like, (laughs) I I think with harmony, and eventually it will kind of uh, come even, but we have to be in balance with like well, well in harmony with that really and uh, allow more pleasure in and I mean the whole thing why we talk about this and why we teach that more is because we have been really like it has been robbed from from us it has been really taken away from us especially from us women and um, it has an impact on everybody And um, it's so important that we do the work and we come like, you know, like be fully alive. And I remember I was meeting somebody um, recently on a networking event and she was talking about how her sister passed away. And and then she's like, and what do you do? And I was like, well, for those who still live, I'm help them to be actually alive in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Right. Because so many people exist. Mm. but it's more beyond existing we didn't come here for pure survival we didn't come here for ordinary sex or even no sex like I'm gonna cry when I hear couples saying they didn't have sex for years I'm like why like why like do you don't eat for years like why do you starve yourself yeah it's it's life energy like it really is and even just being able to talk about it without shame like I love like that I can experiment and that I can you know try new things and and there's nothing off limits for me to talk about with my partner and it's so much fun because like we can talk about anything and it like we can be crazy it doesn't mean we have to do all the things but we can certainly talk about it and joke about it and have fun and it just inspires us to like be creative and try new things um it's so so much fun to incorporate sexuality into your everyday life and uh, it's certainly a part of our weekends it's something that we prioritize Um, and we live two hours apart so like we really um, have made conscious efforts to do that and so we're we're moving in together soon and so we talked a lot about that like how are we going to keep that a conscious part of our lives and it's really like maintaining connection and safety and creating these times for novelty and excitement. Um, And, and it's something you have to do consciously. Otherwise you just kind of exist to survive is what you you were saying. 
Exactly, exactly. And also, you know, like even for the women who don't have, or like, or like regardless if one man or woman, yeah, yeah. Um, whoever has not a partner, you know, like discovering your own body, playing with your own body, knowing what kind of like having a regular pleasure practice, regardless of which gender, is so important because not only what it brings to the uh, partner relationship at some point. Mm -hmm. Also with the relationship with yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, like a beautiful breast massage. I mean, I had so many women going out of depression and going off the antidepressant just because they started regular breast massage, right? It's like, it's so simple and we have it within us. Our bodies know, our bodies want to come back into mm -hmm. uh, ease, into uh, uh, healthiness, right? So sexual health has, so much impact on mental health, on physical health, on so many areas, but we are simply not educated because we always think it's just in out and penetration. Yeah. But it is so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It involves the mind, the body, everything. It's so yeah. It it I came across um actually this morning, Brene Brown. She was saying that joy is one of the most difficult emotions for humans. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so interesting. Cause I was taught to, to, to see and notice joy and, and little things. So even though I had a very sort of religious strict upbringing, um, there was always this, and I think it's partly cause I'm French and just kind of the culture of my family. It's just like, to just find small joys in life, um, kind of like Pollyanna. I don't know if you'd ever seen that movie, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that we just, we don't seek out joy. We don't think of the little things and, and it's to protect ourselves. And so she says it's a lack of authenticity and, and ability to be vulnerable mm -hmm. because accepting joy and feeling joy means allowing vulnerability that we might feel the opposite of joy. And mm -hmm. so if we don't feel too much joy and we keep sort of balanced in this middle area, it's like, then I won't be terribly disappointed if I don't get too excited. And, you know, if something happens, then I'm, you know, gonna be slightly, I will experience slight joy and that's better you know, than feeling disappointed if something happens that I don't expect. Um, she was also saying that, you know, if people start to go, oh, I'm having a great day at work and um, my drive to work was so beautiful and the sun is shining and da, da 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 all these beautiful things, all of a sudden our brains go, oh, well, what's next? Something bad's going to happen now. And it's like we're almost wired to like seek out something to feel like if we have too many good things happen to us, that something negative has to happen to balance it out. And this is part of our programming too, which I didn't even, it didn't click for me until she said that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so true. Yeah. Are afraid I, I, to feel joy. I, I mean, totally. And I think it's also, I think there's an upper limit to joy. Yeah. Um, because I think, I mean, this also comes, I think there are two things. One thing is really when we are also children, when we are in this pure bliss state, mm -hmm. we, we are just this simple bundle of joy. Yeah. How many times do we also hear 
our parents to say you're too much now so I normally like normally the women who are in my world mm -hmm. have heard many times more you are too much than you are not good enough they really this this too muchness mm -hmm. is something that is um kind of told to so many uh, well children um that you are too much and obviously like as a child we don't have the reference point and thinking oh mommy or daddy is exhausted they had a hard day at work or something but we we kind of buy into that lie fuck yeah I am being too much right like mm -hmm. mommy needs to rest or something so this is like the child the child uh, coping mechanism and if we kind of don't do the inner work around that we stay in that child consciousness right mm -hmm. that's one thing and then on the society level I think We glorify suffering, right? We glorify, oh, yes. we glorify this hard working. Like, I mean, I worked before I be, before I did that work. I actually started business and I was working in the corporate environment for 10 years, inclu including like, for example, Amazon. And, you know, like that was a time where we like in the career, like in the corporate career, there were like this jokes like, oh, you make career after 6 p.m. So, you know, like you would go through the office at Amazon and you would see people sitting and doing different stuff during the day, but then sit in the late evening hours because this is how you're supposed to, you know, show how much you work, right? So we glorify this overworking, this overgiving, that working on the weekends, you know, like we are so conditioned on that so this is one the performance thing but also the suffering like I mean when you call and you say like oh, I'm having a really bad day somebody says like yeah I'm having a really bad day I as well so you know like this this misery suffering yeah <laughs> but then you all of a sudden you kind of call and you say like oh my god I'm having such a cool day so many cool things have happened the the cap drive was fun I had like nice lunch and everybody's like oh what's what's wrong with you right yeah, exactly <laughs> like, why, are you, even... why are you so fucking happy <laughs> yeah why are you and why are you for happy for like for no obvious reason you didn't win a million like or something you know like yeah. and it's like And I think this is the truth. And I I think this this is also the problem why so many women struggle to orgasm because of that. Because this extreme feeling of joy in their body. We have to shut it off. Yeah. I can't feel too much joy because that's like, I was told a little while ago, I got new shoes and I was so excited because I've been looking for something like that for a long time. And I found them and they were on sale and I was showing everybody. I was so excited. And, and someone came up to me and she's like, you're not a child. Like you're still talking about those shoes. And I was like, what? Like that do not kill my joy. Like yeah. I recognized that that is something that has been done to me over and over again because I get uh -huh. excited about things. Even last, like the podcast that just came out last week, the, the yesterday, um, I said something and I apologized for being excited because I say, I'm so excited today. Blah, blah, blah. And even when I started our, our podcast, I was like, oh, don't say you're so excited. And, oh. and right there, is like showing the conditioning that I would feel that I need to apologize for saying I'm excited. But, and mm -hmm. I even said in my last podcast, I was like, I'm not apologizing. You're just going to have to get used to it because I'm not dimming my light. I'm going to be excited. And yet today I kept myself from saying that. Interesting. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah because it's so easy to fall into that pattern like for me for example I have the I had it last week as well my sister got married mm 
Mm. And we were one day before helping with all these balloons. And there were like this set of balloons that had this glitter stuff in it. And I was working with this helium machine. And, you know, obviously when I put the helium into the balloon, the, all the glitter was going everywhere. And I started laughing because it was so much fun. And I wanted only the balloons with all the glitter inside. I didn't want the plain white ones. I was like, do them yourself. <laughs> And my sister, okay, my sister is eight years younger than me. And then my sister looks at me and she's like, man, are you five again? And I'm like, yeah, and so what? Let me be five. Exactly. Like, I'm like, let me have fun with these balloons, right? But it's so true. We are being shamed yeah. for being joyful. Yes. We are being shamed of being happy. I mean, who has harmed me being happy, you know, putting these funny balloons up, right? Like, no, but I'm not harming anybody with that, right? I, the worst think, thing I do is that people are happy as well. <laughs> right. But do you think people equate, and I've heard this, equate being happy with not being productive? Like you can't be, you can't be both. You're yeah, either and, happy and a child and wasting time mm-hmm. or you're doing the responsible thing and you're, you're focused. It's totally. like, why can't, why can't we do both? Why can't I have a glass of wine and cook dinner and listen to music and dance around the kitchen at the same time? Oh, it might take me 10 minutes longer. Is that a big problem? But that is, it's not, that's not productive. Fuck yeah, and I Yeah, and I want to add on that professionalism. I had that also, like, because I because I have this business background. Mm. So in my own business now, as a pleasure coach, I obviously love pink and I love glitter, and you know, like with also with Teta healing, you know, all this bliss and everything. But I also find myself, oh, this is not professional now, Eva. You cannot post it like that, right? (laughs) And I'm like. You know, like, or like, oh, like now you suppose, or like, you know, like, oh, you're supposed to be like that. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? People come because they like me. And I mean, right. especially, and for me, it's very interesting because I'm doing retreats. So I'm obviously spending time with people on the retreat, right? And I'm like, I cannot pretend to be anybody else than me because I'm traveling with these people. They will see me when I wake up and I'm also fucked up because I have to get up at five to see that <laughs> to see that temple. I will be also grumpy. I cannot be a robot. So mm. people have like, you know, but I think the retreats really, the last bit of that, the retreats healed for me because I was like, I cannot pretend anything else because I'm traveling with people. So they will obviously not only see me in my healer and coach self, they will also see the human that is also not a morning person, but also still goes to the temple. Right. You know? so, um, I think that's that's the key to authenticity, right? Like it's that you just show up with who you are. You don't blame others for that. And you don't pull them into like a negative cycle. You, you still get to, you just... not apologize for who you are and we're just taught to you know dim ourselves down for people oh I'm just gonna apologize here for being a little much here or not quite this or not quite that and so we spend our life comparing ourselves to others for one and we never can be fully happy because we're never we're never really reaching the mark but what's the standard it's everything else but what if our mm-hmm. standard is just our best and and our ability to show up authentically? What if that is the standard? What a different world yeah. we would live in. 
Yeah, and what would be the standard of being happy where I am? I was having this conversation also with one of my friends recently, and she also talked, um, she's a business coach, and she talked about when we have this goal of, say, a million, right? And she said, like, okay, you set yourself with the goal of having this to reach a million in a year, for example. Mm. Um, Obviously, the moment when your income goes from 999 to 1 million on the whole time frame is one moment, right? It's really one moment. And as humans, maybe we celebrate it for a week, but realistically, the moment we reach the million, we want to reach two million, right? We set higher goals, which is all right. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the part of evolution, right? When we walk, we want to dance. It's all right. Um, But what she said, and I think this is so important to remember, you take 365 days to reach that one day or 664 days to reach that one moment of crossing the million. You celebrate it maybe for a week, maybe you celebrate it for a month, but realistically you're not going to celebrate it longer than that because you have a new goal. So how about being happy and fulfilled in your body every single day? because everything else will happen easier like you can still have your goals I'm not saying don't have your goals and go for your million goals or whatever goals people have but make sure you have fun along the way yeah and you feel alive and you feel joyful and you wake up and you feel like oh my fucking god like this is my life Mm -hmm. and this is my main goal like everything I do I want to feel like that and every time I don't feel like oh my God, this is my life. I actually sit with myself and I'm like, okay, I have to redirect here. Hmm. Because nothing is more precious, right? And we never know how much more time we have and why not enjoy it? Exactly. And have pleasure. (laughs) Writing that down. We never know how much more time we have because it's... Go ahead. I have another one for you as well that was um, coming recently, and I really love that one. Um, And I want to share it with everybody. Tension is who you think you're supposed to be, and relaxation is who you actually are. It came like because I, I said like when I did a channeling, this came through and I was like, it really hit me. I really opened my eyes during this channeling and I'm like, this is so fucking true. If I'm truly being me, if I'm truly enjoying what I'm doing, how can I be tense? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so good. I really like that. Tension is who you're supposed to be. It's that whole comparing ourselves, right? Oh, yeah. And relaxation is who you really are. Yeah, because when you when you go on vacation, you're often able to relax because you're not at work. You're not in your regular responsibilities. And so there's the lack of tension because there's nobody telling you what you're supposed to be. You just get to be. And if we could take that same magic into our regular lives and be like, okay, just because I have goals and because I'm enjoying the moment doesn't negate the fact that I'm working towards a goal. And yet we think that that means you have stopped trying to reach a goal. Like If I'm not yeah, hustling, I'm no longer um, 
trying to reach a goal and my life is just going to be stagnant. So I can't be happy because that means I'm not trying anymore. Yeah. And because we are also conditioned black and white, right? We either work or we have holidays. Right. We either, we either sick or we are healthy. And I mean, like also with, you know, working on subconscious minds, like many times I had a series of women when they worked with me and they were set the next day, they're like, oh, like every time I work with you, I've been feeling sick after. And I literally asked, what is the benefit of being sick? And for many cases of that, that sickness is actually the allowance to finally stop uh, performing. But since we uh, don't give ourselves permission on a regular basis to have a nap, to take a break, the only way, and this is also very ancestral, right? And I mean, for our ancestors, it may have been the reality, but nowadays we don't live in societies. Like we could easily have a half an hour break and take a nap and then continue. Like it's not the thing, it's it's this black and white. Like why do you get yourself to a burnout or to a bore out? And then you change your life. Why, why do you need to invite cancer into your life before you start taking care of your health? Like, you know, like, I mean, there are different things. Um, like we can start integrating these things way more easier into our lives and we can change. We don't have to wait for the new year or for the moon to be full or half moon or Mercury to go out of retrograde, we can start making these kind of changes every single time when we feel, I'm not feeling happy in my body anymore. I'm not enjoying this right now. Mm-hmm. But also this comes in, right? I mean, then then the apparent HDHD comes in, oh, you're not finishing stuff. Am I really not finishing stuff? Or have I been committed for too long for something that I was never passionate about? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, there's so many so many ways that it plays out and and I love that you mentioned that cuz we do feel so much guilt and shame often for, you know, needing to take a nap or whatever. I know the last 3 days like I have had an incredibly stressful past 3 weeks. Like it's just unbelievably stressful um with you know, trying to get the mortgages sorted out and stuff with selling my house and buying a new house and, you know, final separation agreement and finalizing all that with my, my separation. And like, that's a lot of big stuff. Never mind all the stuff that's been happening with my son. Poor guy has been going through so many things at school and, you know, all kinds of things. And like, I feel like just his whole body is reacting and he's, I mean, he's being a trooper. Like we're we're just really working on finding small joys and just staying and not allowing other people to, to kill your joy or define who you are, even though they're saying things about you, whatever it is, but it's like heavy, 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 heavy stuff. The past three weeks, like just really heavy. If I take a look at it and I'm honest, I'm like, Holy cow, how am I still standing? You know, like how am I doing? And the past three days, my brain has been like dead, like just nothing. Just all I want to do is sleep. That's all I could do. And I just, I'm like looking for the next time I can lay down and take a nap. And part of me is, is, was feeling a little bit guilty because there's other things to do, but I'm like, I could go sit up my computer and try to put some things out, but my brain is not working. And if I don't rest, if I don't take the time to take a break, 
I will be useless to myself, to my business, to everything next week as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and or maybe even longer, right? I yeah. mean, it's the same thing. Like, like, I mean, we don't do that to our car. We don't do that to our phone, to our laptop, right? I mean, when there's low, when your devices are on low battery, when you don't have any fuel in your car, you cannot go anywhere. You cannot work with your phone. You cannot work with your computer. But we're doing this to our bodies as if we are plugged into something. And yet we are plugged in, but we for being plugged in, we have to be turned on. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> so, you can plug in the cord, but if it's not plugged into the wall, it's not doing yeah. any good, right? And I think that sometimes we're like, I just keep going. I'm just plugged in. But it's like, no, you need to go to source. You need to like plug in at the source, whether that's take a break, go outside, you know, go stand in the grass and and allow yourself to to be grounded with the earth. All these kinds of things. Take a nap. Don't feel good. And the thing is, if you take a nap and you feel guilty about it, you're not resting. You're just not. So don't take the nap if you're going to feel guilty about it. But if you're like, you know what? I need this nap and I have to listen to my body right now because if I don't listen to my body, it's just going to keep telling me the same thing. If I keep ignoring it, you know, that muffler gets louder and louder and louder. If you ignore it, it's not getting better. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, I had it just yesterday. I was, And you know, like, I like that you say that because sometimes I think also people think like, oh, you coaches, you'll do that and you live in this very beautiful pinky bubble. And yes, we may do that, say, 70% of our time, but also shit happens, right? Mm -hmm. We also have a human life and also shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously it doesn't say, we and, and I think nobody of us says that, right? We are not saying like nothing happens on the outside of course shit will happen on the outside but obviously how do you deal with that how can you be like how can you be calm with that and how much do you take care of yourself to navigate through that because it's not that nothing will happen ever again it's about how you navigate through that and how you take care of your needs and of your desires and what you truly require at that moment Mm -hmm. and um and I mean many times I'm I mean then also you know when it comes also to manifesting or something I mean there were so many times when I was like you know, posting, posting, doing stuff, writing newsletter and nothing was happening. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm going to have a nap now. And I wake up out of the nap and all of a sudden I have people signing up and I'm like, oh, you know, but probably because that moment I actually let go of the attachment to an outcome. But before I was like, oh, you know, like even with manifesting, we can overdo it. Right. Yeah. So it's I saw this really thing. great meme yesterday. You, you said let go. Um, and my my boyfriend posted it into my Breaking Free Authentically uh, Facebook group. And it was like someone holding a rope and that rope is like digging into the hand and the hand is bleeding and it's getting tighter and tighter. And then there's a like letting letting the, the rope a little bit looser and it's still cutting it, but it's like it's coming off and it's not cutting off the circulation and causing you to bleed. And then there's just like releasing the rope. 
and saving your hand kind of thing and and your hand is is not full of blood and and cuts and everything and i thought that was a just a really good visual of like sometimes letting go is what's needed to save yourself or to to be able to keep going and um sometimes we hang on so tight because we think we have to but we're actually hurting ourselves by hanging on and um yes. yeah it just it was it was a good visual just that hand letting go of the rope and the hand is unscarred and it's you know it it recognizes when it's time to let go yes yes totally yeah. So I think that might be a good place to end there. Is there anything, Eva, is there anything you'd like to add? Just some final words of wisdom. Mm, I think I shared my best wisdom. Well, no, not my best, but I think this is really <laughs> something um, to really be with it. The sentence of, of tension is who you think you are supposed to be and relaxation is who you are. Um, I feel this is something that I really would like to give to everybody. And um, yeah, if you needed kind of a permission <laughs> from somebody else besides you, but ultimately you give yourself the permission. Mm -hmm. But um, I think this is something really I like to give to everybody and be like, who are you when you're not performing anymore? When you allow pleasure and joy in, when you are relaxed, who are you then? And this is who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Well, Eva, if people want to find you or get a hold of you, um, how can they find you? I will put these links in the show notes. Yeah. Um, of, um, like obviously on Instagram, it's Pleasure Queen Eva. And I have also my website, it's Eva Ryder. And I also have a free Pleasure Queen kit. So I have like free embodiment practices where the ladies can start discovering their body and connecting with their body. And we really in this beautiful state of, mm, this is how my body is very yummy. And also on Facebook, it's Eva Ryder and the YouTube channel is kind of in the making. But uh, yeah, these are the main points to get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. I've loved this conversation. It's such an important conversation. And I think uh, we just need to talk about this more, right? It's totally, totally. Pleasure thank you for having me. beyond sex. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for reaching out and, um, you know, for booking. So I appreciate you and I've appreciated this conversation. And uh, I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you. <laughs> so as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have an amazing <laughs> week. Love you all. Wow. What a potent conversation with Eva. I just feel like we don't talk about this enough. How pleasure affects so many things in our lives. How joy is this emotion that we just don't allow ourselves to feel. I hadn't really thought about that so much until I heard Brene Brown say that this morning. And and when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's so true. It's so true that we have such difficulty allowing joy in our lives. It's like we feel guilty about it somehow, somewhere. So I encourage you to just 
take a look at where that shame and guilt is coming from. Is it from the programming? Have you been told that you aren't doing enough if you are enjoying pleasure, if you're excited in life, if you're feeling joy in the small things? Um, maybe you're not grinding enough. You need to put your head down and just work more or sacrifice more or whatever it may be. Just listen to what those voices are telling you and recognize that this need to grind, to hustle, to reach the next goal, if we don't wrap it up in joy and pleasure in life, it just causes tension and it just causes us to be discontented with life and always be looking for the next thing. But that next moment never comes because we don't allow it to come. Once we reach the goal, then we have to be on to the next goal. So where's the joy if we don't even allow ourselves to enjoy the moment even when we've reached a goal? Like it's so rare we don't even celebrate. Like she said, maybe a month you celebrate. Um, If that, maybe I I know I reached – a pretty important goal last week. And it's like, I just kind of brushed over it because I had to move on to the next thing. There was so many things that needed my attention. And I didn't really fully allow myself the joy that I should have allowed myself or could have allowed myself, I should say. Um, so just be aware, start to be conscious of when you're allowing joy into your life or when you're dismissing joy or pushing it away because you know it's it's not being responsible right now there are, there's bigger fish to fry than just to be happy and enjoy things and be excited that's for later that's just for children and you're not a child what is the language that you're using to yourself when it comes to experiencing joy and happiness and pleasure in your body in your life in your sexuality but mostly in your daily life So I want you to just start to pay attention to that. Be conscious, be aware of what your body is wanting to tell you. Is it wanting more joy? Is it wanting more rest? Is it wanting more pleasure? Listen, because honestly, it is a huge secret in life is allowing this joy to come through and being okay with it. It does require some vulnerability. It it requires you to be open to disappointment, but also to recognize that disappointment doesn't have to last forever and you get to still find the joy and the small things that can bring back the joy amidst disappointment and frustration and difficulty. So I just want to encourage you that you ultimately have control. You ultimately get to be the one who allows good things into your life, that allows yourself to receive joy and pleasure and peace and calm and relaxation. So allow it, choose it and stop fighting it. I love you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you listen to this podcast on Spotify or on iTunes um, or whatever platform, I would love it if you could go give us a five-star review. That really helps this podcast to be noticed more. I just feel so passionate about um, what we talk about on this podcast. I think it's just able to change lives, and I just want it to reach 
more and more people. So if you could help with that, that would be amazing and help us to um, be more noticed. So thanks for being here again. Have a great week and I will see you next week. Love you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity... Authenticity is the key. Have a great week.